This is Steve Sherlock with another Franklin Matters Radio Show, number 594 in the series. This session of the Radio Show shares my Talk Franklin conversation with Town Administrator Jamie Helen. We had our conversation via conference bridge to adhere to the social distancing requirements of this pandemic period. We talk about in this particular session the heat wave and recapping the summer, personnel changes, the new marketing communication person, Lily Rivera, makes her first appearance here. The retirement of Dale Kurtz and how Karen Bratt in Human Resources has been busy with other personnel changes this summer. The Maple Hill approval. The paperwork to complete the transaction is almost fully signed off. And then we look ahead to September with the Cultural Festival coming on September 12th with food trucks, a beer wine garden, music, dancing, etc., followed by the Harvest Festival on October 2nd. Links to the key topics covered here are included in the show notes. The recording runs just about 30 minutes. So let's listen to my conversation with Jamie and Lily. So Steve Sherlock here for Franklin Matters, Franklin Public Radio, anywhere on the internet at WFPR.FM and on the local Franklin area dial at 102.9 for a Talk Franklin session today with our town administrator, Jamie Helen. Jamie, how are you doing? Steve, it's been a while. It has. Yeah, you know, given the schedule, I think we met, what was it, July 9th, and then yep. July, and it's almost the end of August. What happened? Where did the summer go? It was rained out in the first half of it. Yeah, now we're getting <laughs> right? boiled. And now we've had the good half of it. Uh, it's just that these beautiful days like we had in the last few, uh, this heat wave didn't happen on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so we go to the beach, yeah. do fun stuff outside, but... Um, Indeed. You know, I think after our July beggars can't be choosers uh, in our June, where it was so hot and uh, wet that uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully, have a nice, cool, sunny September. And it is hard to believe that Labor Day is around the corner, and uh, you know, back to school next week. Absolutely. And we have a new voice today, so we'll do a very brief info. She's still getting up to speed, but Lily Rivera, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to be here. It's good to have you, and I'm, we won't put you under any pressure. We know you're still getting your feet wet. Maybe next time you'll have to do a little bit more, but it's good to have you participating in this. Awesome. Thank you. I'm super, super excited to be a part of it. Oh, good. So we talked summer briefly. Um, in addition to Lily here, you've had a number of other personnel changes that I know the last time we had talked about, uh, there were still things that had been announced in additional were being announced. Some of those were in the July meeting, some were in the August 18th meeting. So you've been busy with the personnel office as well, Jamie, right? I think our human resources director, Karen Brad, is finally able to uh, move on to other work. Take a breath. <laughs> um, it, well, to introduce Lily, uh, Lily Rivera, uh, that we just heard from is our new marketing and communication specialist taking over for Emory Tracy. Um, and as folks may, or as frequent listeners know, um, the position is split half between the town and half between the uh, school. Yep. And so uh, Lily just started uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and as I've been finding out um, and have been kind of joking, you know, that um, given the line out her door from a lot of staff, uh, mm. told me that there's a backlog of work and um, as Lily gets settled in, um, you know, we hope that, uh, you know, the presence and the communication presence that people uh, got used to, uh, you know, earlier uh, before Anne-Marie left in June, 
Uh, hopefully we can slowly build that back, but there's certainly a lot of work to be done and we're very excited to have Lily and her uh, skill set uh, come to the town. Uh, in addition to Lily in our office, in the town administrator's office, we have a new executive assistant as well, Julie McCann, uh, who lives here in town and um, she's coming from a couple 20 years in the private sector and uh, we're very proud and happy that um, like many during this pandemic, right, Steve, have yep. kind of reevaluated life a little bit. And, um, you know, it's really great that, uh, you know, for Julie, she's she's learning what I've joked of yesterday, a whole new language almost uh, in local government, but sure. she comes with uh, a lot of private sector experience, notably in housing okay. um, from a real estate company in Newton. So uh, Julie's thrilled because she also is uh, learning a new team and new staff and a new industry, but also her commute is way down. And now Shortened she can spend more time considerably. That's always a family. benefit. Always a benefit. Well, if you live in Franklin and you drive to the town hall for a five minute drive and you used to drive on the pike to Newton for 10 years, that's a pretty good improvement. And, you know, I got to say, the, the funny thing about it is that she is certainly by no means the only one. There's been a lot of people applying oh, for yeah. a lot of jobs and uh, with the same type of, uh, of look, I think. Because the pandemic, people just, you know, they want to spend more time with family, not taking things for granted, uh, want to improve their quality of life, uh, finances, you name it. Um, so we've been doing a lot of, uh, of that over the summer. Uh, in addition, as you pointed out really quickly, Dale Kurtz, our incredible veteran services officer, is retiring as of today. In fact, we just said bye to him uh, before we came up for this recording. We do have uh, one and a half staff hired to replace him. We have a, a, a local resident named Sharon, a local veteran named Sharon Nisbet. Uh, people may know her uh, for her work in the last five or six years up at the uh, local Forge Park YMCA. Oh, okay. And, um, and so she has a very interesting background. She's a bachelor's in psychology from Notre Dame, and she has a master's degree in um, essentially a very specific concentration in um, food systems preparation, but really has a background or master's degree in social services. Right. Um, so she uh, is a, from a family of uh, veterans um, and she's lived all over the country. So we're happy to have Shannon join the team in a few weeks. Deborah Martin, who people may be familiar with, who worked yes. for the veterans offices for a while. Well, she, most people don't know, she actually wasn't an employee of the town of Franklin. Um, and she's done a great job with Purple Heart Day, many of the other events, mm -hmm. and really just being an incredible, uh, soothing uh, and personality for many veterans in town. We're very happy to have Deborah uh, on as well. She'll be um, kind of holding the fort down here for a few weeks while we transition. The, the transition. Yeah. 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 We've had also uh, new, we, we have a couple coming up. You'll see the agenda soon. We have a couple new police officers. Uh, we've got two new employees in the finance office. Uh, we've got a couple of new DPW employees. Um, we've had a few retirements that we've talked about before. So it's been right. very busy in human resources all year. And um, you know, we look forward to uh, getting the new employees out there and in the public's eye. Yeah, and that's just the town side. I know the schools have been busy as well. I think they had posted, I saw the social media stuff as I was catching up, they had 30 plus teachers for an orientation earlier this week. So yeah, Karen Brad and her counterpart on the school side, They've been busy this summer. They're, it was certainly not an idle time. If uh, the human resources department from the school department are listening to this podcast, which I, I doubt, but if they are, um, you know, I have to I have to say that they've certainly been under a tremendous amount more um, stress and pressure than even Karen has and what we have been. Um, it's just it, it's an incredible field to watch. I mean, so many new people, so many people yeah. retiring. 
Um, so much uncertainty about the distances yet in schools, all this right. stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's just another trying year, but um, the orientation looked like it went great. And we're looking forward to seeing all the new teachers and smiling faces. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then hopefully that all the protocols that whether they've changed or not, at least basically are still in place. Mm -hmm. So mask where you need to or feel comfortable, hand washing and all that kind of good stuff. And let's mm -hmm. continue to maintain what we need to to minimize this impact because it's yeah. it's going to be here still for a while as everybody has been hearing through the other channels that we don't need to replicate here it's going to be very different right i mean it's a different year uh vaccines are one aspect but i think right. in general uh we're trying to all still learn as a society how we're going to live with this stuff and yeah. what are the standards we're all going to try to adhere to or, or not adhere to um so that at some point we can become like every other viral outbreak in American history where we can put it behind us and mm -hmm. kind of you know, hit the ground running. But I agree, Steve, it's, it's definitely going to be here for the rest of the year in some shape or form. And, and um, you know, we'll just kind of continue to adapt as we have been. Yeah. And I know you're a concert fan of certain types <laughs> of music. And I just got notified that even an outdoor concert in Lowell, I got to bring my validation in order to participate in an outdoor concert, which, okay, that's fine. I'm willing to do that because absolutely I want to go see the music and I want to be outdoor to enjoy it. So, yeah. you know, it, but change is difficult for some folks. And that's where, you know, the communication folks like Lily and others, we have to help set that stage so people understand what we're doing and how we're doing it and why we're doing it because health matters. We gave out free ice cream this week to get a vaccination. And, you know, fortunately two or three dozen people went, yep. uh, I, I would be remiss if I was, or I'd be lying to say I was, I was hoping for more. I was hoping for um, more as well. Yes. You know, we, yeah. we were going to have the bus come back again at an unidentified date uh, in September. I asked the board of health to do this earlier in the summer. Um, knowing that there was a high demand, but, you know, I, I really hope that, um, you know, as school gets going and kids get back in, you know, and parents really evaluate things that they realize that, you know, right now that's the high percentage play um, in terms of trying to turn the corner on this. Masks certainly are going to help in, in the schools yeah. and elsewhere, but, you know, that's really the, where the rubber meets the road. And I, I do agree with you, Steve, and you see it already with music venues and sports facilities. Uh, the major sports leagues, um, you know, you're going to start to see as of October, I think, and maybe November, you know, just guessing, yep. you know, that you're, you're not going to be able to enter a lot of these venues um, inside mm -hmm. um, without, uh, without a vaccination. I think the negative test aspect has been a, a bridge to get us from the summer and this variant over sure. to that point. Yep. But when AEG and Madison Square Garden and the bit and Live Nation uh, and the major sports leagues are all saying, you know, this is what we're going to end up doing as of October 1st or whatever the dates might be, I think proof of vaccination is absolutely going to be required to get into a lot of places. Yep, definitely. Definitely. So in terms of kind of looking back in recapping the July meeting of the town council, um, the key item there, I think, was the actual approval for the Maple Hill process, which I think you're still going through the details on the paperwork on, but at least you've got the approval to set it in motion. Signed the purchase and sale last week. Now we are waiting for uh, one more signature, and I anticipate that will happen uh, next week, um, hopefully before Labor Day. Um, and again, it's a, it's a huge moment in the town's history and, you know, just, you know, as I've said before on, you know, other shows and probably yours too, and 
I mean, this is the stuff that people like me, this is why you get into this business is for mm-hmm. this type of community development type work. And, sure. you know, to, to be able to have 70 acres of old, old growth forest in the center of town, a mile from the common, um, you know, there's a lot of opportunities here, you know, for anybody listening out there who lives around that area, you know, or anybody else in town who wants to use it, uh, if at some point the trail network is what it is. We're going to have to master plan it a little bit with the DPW in terms of parking lots and some other things and how it connects to the common and other open spaces. But, um, you know, it's a huge policy victory for the town and very uh, thankful to, you know, obviously the town council, the finance committee and the community preservation committee for their support. And ultimately, this was the town council's decision. And uh, it looked like, Steve, I know you were listening in the, the public hearing. You know, it, it was obvious unanimous support, uh, you know, from the get go. And, you know, you'd be remiss if you didn't think all the taxpayers out there, uh, this would not have been possible probably without community preservation. And Correct. the fact that that was approved at the ballot last November um, by a 60% to 40% margin, uh, you know, I think shows where the community is at that in the middle of a pandemic to raise revenue to do projects like this. I just thought it was such a cool uh, watershed moment of that when the first assessments were going on on property tax bills, we already had an opportunity to show that the voters where their money was going. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this before. There's no question it got passed because of affordable housing and historical preservation, but open space was a big driver in any community like this. Um, And so uh, to have that happen at the same time seemed like a really great coincidence if not maybe uh maybe it was meant to be no i totally agree because clearly you know land is the one thing that once it's sold you can't resell it it's gone, <laughs> it's gone. Really? you can't you, you had the, this is the, the whole point of the first right of refusal we it, we had to take the choice the chance in the choice and fortunately yeah. because of cpa etc and other town fiscal planning we had the money for the cash down payment and then the oh. funding capability to go forward so it was perfect timing it was really good, perfect timing, absolutely. And so again, I, us- I should be finalizing the paperwork, you know, this week. There's a couple other signatures some folks have to do, and yep. should be in, should be all done. Yeah, and the other items, certainly the historical preservation and affordable housing, those issues are not going to resolve immediately, but they're still being worked and worked. We we also have ad- additional funding available to do something for them as well. So, yeah, and we'll be talking about that to give a little bit of a primer. That'll be a big topic later this fall. The Community Preservation Committee will be holding a public hearing mm-hmm. um, at some point about projects. So yep. um, it should be good. Indeed. So you do have a council meeting coming up September 1. I know the agenda will be coming out shortly. And by the time people listen to it, it will be out. Um, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, they, can, they can join in Monday. They'll see the agenda beforehand and uh, join in Wednesday, excuse me, not Monday, Wednesday is <laughs> September 1st. It's actually um, a fairly, um, it's a fairly light agenda uh, in terms of topics, but to give you a quick preview, I think we'll talk about this, but um, is uh, the downtown uh, C1 and downtown commercial zoning on parking. The public hearing for the council will be this Wednesday, uh, as the planning board uh, did not recommend the, pol- the proposal to move forward. So oh, I anticipate it. Okay. Great. Yep. yep. Yeah. The, the planning board did unanimously not recommend uh, 0.5 spaces per residential unit. They recommended to stay at 1.5. So I expect that hearing to take a little bit of time on the agenda this week. And actually, another exciting thing 
this week is the new superintendent, uh, Karen McGuire from the Tri-County, uh, from Tri-County Vocational. That's right. Uh, Karen, yes. Superintendent McGuire is going to come in and introduce herself to the council okay. and have a little discussion, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I had the opportunity to meet her with Alicia. Uh, I reached out to her right away when she started and um, we met with her about a month and a half ago. Um, and she seems like a tremendous, tremendous leader. Uh, it's going to do some great things up there, uh, taking over for the retired Steve Dockery. Right. And, um, and so I expect a great conversation with her. Uh, everybody in town has always been so supportive of the Vogue School, which is, which is the way it should be. Sure. Uh, it's an yeah. amazing institution. And so we're looking to, uh, forward to having uh, Superintendent McGuire come in um, from the Tri-County School uh, on, on Wednesday as well. There's going to be a few police promotions. We've got a couple new officers starting. Um, so it'll be a little potpourri of a various mm -hmm. uh, minor items uh, but obviously I think the superintendent and the um, and the downtown zoning hearing will be the biggest event. Yeah I'll pick up on the superintendent piece particularly because I know if from my own communications perspective they've gone through some communication changes and for at, up until a couple of years ago I was getting regular communications from them that I could share out about things that were happening between the sports mm -hmm. and their quarterly you know honor rolls and things of that sort mm -hmm. and then they made some changes and they went like dark so it was a struggle to get information and then share that accordingly and we do have a number of students that go there so I always wanted to you know paint that picture that oh by the way that is an option and given the economic changes the vocational trades I think are going to be more critical going forward so I certainly want to help not advocate but certainly foster that's an option along with yeah. what the Norfolk Aggies another option you know you just don't have to go to college these days to get something that's going to be creating a sustainable living you don't and um and and, and Superintendent McGuire will be at the meeting a little earlier just to say hi to you know introduce yourself to anybody who's there at the meeting so if you're there Steve you know it's a good opportunity to talk to mm -hmm. her sure um and you know she you know, she made it clear to me that, you know, she's looking forward to really building a broader set of relationships throughout the entire community. And um, so when she said that, I said, why don't you come on down to the town council and mm -hmm. meet the chief legislative body and, yes. and the chief of police will be there. And there's going to be some other department heads for some of the other items. So it's a good opportunity to meet some of the town staff as well. Absolutely. Good, good time to do some networking. And then the other big tease, I think, since Labor Day is almost upon us, the cultural festival September 12th is gonna be upon us even quicker after that, right? <laughs> I am so excited for this. Like I just, and I, I will disclose, I will be away uh, on a short trip and I'm getting back at midnight on that Saturday. And so I will be able to attend. I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably, it'll probably be a late flight and I'll be a little wiped out, but uh, there's nothing like a salsa, a Grammy uh, nominated salsa band to wake you up. No. Uh, no. What a great series of stuff that the Cultural Council has put together. Yep. September 12th, the Sunday in the afternoon, all afternoon. What do they have, Steve? They've got music from all sorts of different performers. And again, yep. literally Grammy nominated uh, artists that are coming. They've got a beer and wine garden. Um, they've got some dancing lessons, some arts and crafts, some artisans over on the side. Um, this is the first annual of what we hope will continue on. Mm -hmm. um, Kay Kelly and her uh, folks on the Cultural Council have done uh, just an unspeakable and unfathomable amount mm -hmm. of hours of work and hard work putting into this. And I really, you know, the one bummer in this whole thing, Steve, and I'll even say it right on the record, is it's the opening day of the Patriots. 
um, you know, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's what happens. No, it's... But just to some of the big, and I'm a big, I'm a huge football fan. Okay? Yeah. But maybe take that for, you know, highlights might be, it's okay. You know, there'll be 15 more, 16 more games and hopefully it's yeah. playoffs. At so, least it's not the Tom know, Brady out. game. Yeah, it's not the Tom Brady game. You know, come on out, you know, spend a couple hours down there. Go back for halftime in the third or fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. You can always catch the replays, right? You can yeah. always catch the replays. Um, you know, so I, I just, I don't know. I just, it sounds like a phenomenal event. I've seen the uh, blood, sweat and tears that they've put into this. They're going to be working right up to the event um, yep. with all that. So. Uh, hopefully everybody can uh, take a look at that. And this is a great precursor to the Harvest Festival on October 2nd. Yes. Downtown Partnerships Harvest Festival will be back. Um, and uh, we're just really excited to have all these events that are going on. And frankly, I just did my interview this morning with Ray uh, over at my FM. And, uh, you know, it's just hysterical because we're just, we're, we are that community around here that is just continuing to do events on a weekly mm -hmm. basis. The yeah. farmer's market every week still from two to six. That's Constance a party. That's, a, just that's a separate party. <laughs> it's a whole separate party. Uh, Roger and Lauren have done an incredible job yeah. reallocating the space up and down the walkways. They've got mm -hmm. more vendors. Um, coordination know, I mean, with the recreation department for concerts on the common uh, to coordinate with that. That's I mean, it, you can go there at two o'clock and stay till what ten <laughs> on some yeah. nights. <laughs> yeah, it's it's phenomenal and. Yeah. Um, it's just uh, it's part of our initiatives, and, and this is a lot of what Lily's background is in, in in her employment with uh, the city of Worcester and city of Framingham. But is uh, you know as you know, Steve, we've tried to always become the premier arts and culture destination in Southern Metro yes. West, and yeah. and and this shows. I mean, we as Ray was saying today on the radio, you know, it's just, it's just nonstop action in Franklin, mm -hmm. and then you know our folks put a tremendous amount of time and and, and, uh, and work into it and. You know, once obviously Lily gets settled in her job, you know, we're looking her uh, to add in just as Anne Marie did before her. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully each year we can keep on improving upon what we've done the previous year. Absolutely. You know, and, and you know, my interest in that is high because at one point in time in 2015, 16, and 17, I was part of the early cultural festival introductions mm -hmm. um, to build forward to the application for the cultural district, which we now have and can benefit from as well. So, yeah, the arts are important. They matter. So I'm glad to see that it's coming back. Yeah. Absolutely. Good. Well, I think that kind of briefly covers and recaptures what's mm -hmm. happening. And of course, we'll have to reinforce that. Oh, by the way, since so much is happening, stay tuned. We won't be because it's no longer summer. We'll be back in our every two week schedule or at least twice a month schedule. So there will be more coming and more news and Thank you for taking time today uh, to share. And Lily, in a couple of weeks, we'll get you talking a little bit more because you'll be a little two weeks more into the job. <laughs> Steve, thanks so much for, uh, for, uh, for, you know, good to check in again. It feels like it's been, you know, a while because it has, but given the frequency we were doing these uh, podcasts, um, it's great to be back doing them and look forward to getting into rhythm here going into fall. Indeed. Thank you again. And... It is always good to talk Franklin. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? 
If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters. Mm -hmm.